2: I get emails periodically from the offices of various members of Congress, and typically they're for planning purposes, just to give me a sense of what the uh, various members of Congress are doing throughout the week. And I want to share with you just a, a little detail I just received from the office of Senator Mitt Romney. Now, uh, this is under the the understanding that you know plans change and schedules can shift, and so uh, you know it's not a hundred percent that this will actually transpire. But uh, the plan right now. By Senator Romney, tomorrow at one o'clock Mountain, along with fellow colleagues in the United States Senate, will from the floor of the U.S. Senate read... Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter from Birmingham Jail. You know that one? The letter written uh, by Dr. King in 1963. It later was widely published, became an important text uh, for the civil rights movement. Uh, since then, it's been published uh, <laughs> over uh, 50 times. There are uh, countless editions, and it has become a staple in the literature. Of the civil rights movement, and tomorrow it's expected uh, that Senator Romney, along with the uh, along with other members of the U.S. Senate, will from the floor of the Senate read that letter in its entirety. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. It's an interesting uh, event, certainly, and the the timing of it uh, is is certainly appropriate. So looking forward to that. Uh, what I want to talk to you now about is something that is taking place as we speak, right now, at this very moment. There are individuals, protesters, however you want to characterize them, uh, supporters of the Black Lives Matter movement and other movements, uh, are gathered right now in an area that they today are calling the Capitol Hill Organized Protest, CHOP. Now, this CHOP... Has had a number of different names over the past few uh, days, depending on who you ask, uh, who you decide is the leader, uh, or which Twitter handle you follow. It for a time was uh, referred to as the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, CHAZ, hashtag CHAZ, was the name earlier on. And there, has been, there have been some uh, self-appointed organizers of this event, of this Whatever you call it, and we'll get into greater detail in just a moment so we can maybe uh, come up with a better understanding of what's happening. But they, uh, these self-appointed leaders are now calling it the Capitol Hill Organized Protest. Not the Occupy Protest, but the Organized Protest. Hashtag CHOP. Now, what is this? There is a portion of Seattle which has been overtaken by protesters to the point where police have retreated from the area. There are barricades which are surrounding this area. And I'll admit, I have not been there. My understanding of what is taking place there is wholly dependent on social media, on videos that have been sent to me, uh, various news reporters gathering footage, various uh, members of the protest group uh, sending out footage and explanations of what's happening. But very basically, (laughs) what has happened is this group of protesters, these organizers, have taken over a portion of Seattle yeah th- no no police they they're not going in there how's that possible well let's hear from the chief of police herself seattle police chief uh, carmen best uh, she is an african american woman she addressed the officer she spoke to who the other officers or rather the officers whom serve her about the ongoing situation at the east precinct on thursday now let me tell you before we play this audio i want you to understand that a portion of the city of seattle which has been uh, taken over by these protesters includes a police precinct the east precinct regarding the takeover of that east precinct here is seattle police chief carmen best addressing her officers
3: you should know leaving the precinct was not my decision you fought for days to protect it I asked you to stand on that line day in and day out, to be pelted with projectiles, to be screamed at, threatened, and in some cases hurt. Then to have a change of course nearly two weeks in, it seems like an insult to you and our community. Ultimately, the city had other plans for the building and relented to severe public pressure. I'm angry about how this all came about,
2: Chief Best goes on to explain in further specificity in that address to her officers that the decision to retreat from this area was one that came from the mayor's office and was not a direct order from her, but rather she was merely transmitting an order which she had received from the mayor's office. Now, that comment, those comments, and that address to her officers came on Thursday. Yesterday, Chief Best appeared on Face the Nation, where she was interviewed by Margaret Brennan. She was asked, what's happening exactly in Seattle?
3: There are people who have um, occupied the area. Uh, I, my understanding is they've actually changed the name to the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest Area. We, there are a lot of folks there, a lot of differing objectives and agendas of uh, people who have congregated into the area. Um, one of our real challenges there is trying to determine who is a leader or an influencer um, that seems to change uh, daily. Um, I know that many of our city officials and others are trying to establish some sort of communication with someone who can um, give us some direction about what the intent is and how we might move forward.
2: She later went on to describe how long she believed, again, this is Chief Best, Chief of the Seattle Police Department, how long this will last.
3: I wish I had the answer to how long it might last. I can tell you that we want to move it forward as quickly and efficiently as possible. Um, But my concern as a police chief, besides that I want to be back in our precinct doing the work, is that we don't want to, we don't want anyone there to be harmed. Uh, We don't want this to be uh, something that devolves into a um, forced situation. So we're really trying to take a methodical, practical approach to reach a, a resolution where everyone gets out of here uh, safely
2: on face the nation uh, chief best was asked by margaret brennan is this a peaceful protest
3: for the time being okay. yes it is
2: so the one thing you heard the chief described there is that there is really no clear-cut leader there are no clear-cut demands there are some uh, vagaries and very general demands or at least slogans spray-painted uh, on the side of signs and being chanted by these protesters but the specifics are yet to be determined Also, leadership is yet to be determined by this group, CHOP, which has occupied a portion of Seattle. And until that happens, it is difficult, as the chief just there described, to know how long this will last. If you don't have someone to talk to and you don't have about what to talk about, (laughs) how do you move forward? And And I wonder if that is by design on the part of the protesters. Sometimes if you put forth a problem, and that problem is solved, your relevance disappears. And as long as there is ambiguity, and as long as there is uncertainty, you can continue to have your street party. And, what I hope doesn't happen, you can continue to potentially motivate others in other cities to take up the same tactics. It hasn't happened yet, but you know it's inevitable. You know that there are protesters gathered, around the country, looking to what's happening in Seattle, wanting to either mimic it or best it. I hope neither of those things happen. Next up, we're going to be speaking with a friend of mine who is in Seattle, Jason Rance, host of the Jason Rance Show on KTTH in Seattle. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL Newsradio.
0: I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold.
2: Those are the chants coming from Seattle right now. There is something, and I am having a hard time describing exactly what is happening there. In the Capitol Hill region of the city of Seattle, there have been some protesters to move in. And as we described in the previous segment when we heard from the Seattle police chief, the police have withdrawn. So the the, the protesters have complete control of a portion of the city. And as I hear myself say these words, it it sounds so absurd. I cannot imagine something like that taking place here in the United States. Certainly not here uh, in the city of Salt Lake. And the, the atmosphere there, if you click and clack around... Uh, Social media, and you touch base with various reporters and such. Uh, Depending on who you talk to, they paint a very different picture. You heard uh, those chants right there a moment ago. Uh, Some have described this not so much as a a protest, but really just a a festival. A festival of sorts. Here's some of the music you can hear. Saxophone player. Hey, it's a block party. Joining me on the line now... He is a friend of mine, Jason Rantz, host of the Jason Rantz Show on KTTH AM 770 in Seattle. Jason, how are you? I'm doing well. Tell me tell me what's really going on up there.
1: So it, it's sort of a mix of both what the right and the left has have said about CHAZ, although now it's called CHOP, which is confusing because no one there seems to realize what understand what the O stands for. Some people say it's the Capitol Hill organizing protests. Others say occupied protests, regardless of what it is. Um, you've got folks on the left that want to pretend that it's completely peaceful. It's this utopian commune of social justice. And on the right, you've got people saying it's just the the moment you step foot within the six block radius, you will be actively assaulted. It's mostly safe until it's not. It's peaceful until it's not. It's got this street fair feeling, this block party feeling, which oddly enough I think is actually pretty offensive to the the idea that this is supposed to be about fighting racism and police brutality, but because there's no police and folks know that and because it's bringing together a whole bunch of different kinds of rather extreme activists like Antifa, like anarchists, mm-hmm. there is violence there. Break uh, Fights are breaking out throughout the day and into the evening. They kind of happen out of nowhere. They get resolved quickly and then they start again just a few minutes later because they're not making any arrests as the people who are committing the assaults are getting into the fights. And so they just end up releasing the person and then they just restart again. Now there's this effort in the CHAZ or CHOP to get people like me or anyone who's deemed a uh, conservative provocateur, which, of course, I'm, I'm only one of those things, uh, to, to, to block us from getting any video of what's going on. And so they've got people in the crowds who will actively bump into you and step in front of your cell phone camera so that you can't get a clean shot of everything that's happening, which, of course, I think actually makes that worse. Because now you're just saying it's so bad you don't even want to get it on video. It, it happened to me. It happened to a colleague of mine, Julia Rosas, over at townhall.com. We've kind of been mm. covering it together over the past couple couple days during the week at Friday and into the, to the weekend. So it, it, it's a mix of things. It's light in some cases, and then it gets pretty intense in others.
2: We heard from Chief Best describing one of the challenges that she and her department are facing as they are unable to exactly identify who is leading this and what are the demands of those who ascribe to the CHOP or Chaz doctrine. Any sense of that? Who, who is leading?
1: So there is no leader. And that's, again, part of the problem with dealing with this six block radius that they've occupied illegally. There's no singular leader. There are people who have sort of stepped up and made decisions, but they're only decisions that are being made within a small subset of the larger activist community there. We have someone named Raz Simone, who is Mm -hmm. a rapper who is a community activist. He has taken some of the leadership on the security. It's gotten pretty... Dangerous because they're just going ahead and chasing down people and confronting people who they think committed a crime. You've got folks like Nikita Oliver, who is a community activist, former mayoral candidate. You have Shama Sawant, who is a socialist Seattle City Councilwoman. When they show up, they also try to take control. There's no singular organizational sort of hierarchy that can make this all worthwhile. So what ends up happening is you've got a bunch of different messages and a bunch of people who aren't on the same page, and that's where a lot of the conflict is coming from.
2: I imagine with that uh, fracturing, it's, it's hard to understand exactly what the demands are. How do you negotiate with an organization or a group where uh, that organization or group is unable to communicate its demands?
1: A uh, 100%. So on the one hand, you've got Black Lives Matter, Seattle, King County that lists some of their demands, which simply says defunding the police alongside other things. Now, defund the police means, oddly again, a bunch of different things to a bunch of different people. Then you've got the folks who are at CHAZ who posted a 30-point a plan of demands, which are incredibly fringe, like completely dismantling the SPD and the court system, getting rid of prisons, uh, degentrifying neighborhoods, whatever that means. I'm not entirely sure I know how that would actually happen. So you've got a whole bunch of stuff very, very, very far to the left. That very clearly is not going to happen, which begs the question then, what exactly is all of this for and why is the city allowing it? If they're not going to leave until they get all of their demands le- uh, met, and when we say they, again, we don't know exactly who no we're worry. talking about, well, then, there's, then this thing's going to be there forever because they're not going to get all their demands met.
2: We're speaking with Jason Rantz of the Jason Rantz show in Seattle on AM 770 there. What do you think is motivating those who are showing up to this six block portion of Seattle?
1: So I I think it's mixed. I think some folks are showing up very clearly because it's become a tourist attraction and they want to show up and take photos and video and not really participate in anything and go home. You've got some people who like the idea of a commune separated from the police brutality question or policing in general. They're showing up. They've created a garden. They've set up a camp. They have concerts. They're playing frisbee. So that's just them taking advantage of what started, what was supposed to be about police brutality, and in a lot of ways it's just become a parody of itself. And, of course, you still have the folks there who are showing up because they want to get a message out there and start a movement on policy. Unfortunately, those are the folks who are being completely drowned out, and they're being defined by some of the crazier elements within this group. At the same time, you've got activists who are doing marches and actually going to the table and trying to have conversations with the mayor's office and their individual council members. So I think the focus from a policy standpoint should be, be more on them rather than on Chaz, but when you've got this sort of street fair, if they want to call it that, happening at the same time, it's hard not to pay attention to that.
2: What brings us to an end?
1: Um, the city's going to have to give something up, and my assumption is, my fear is they're going to give up this East Precinct police station that's currently in the middle of the occupied zone. They want to turn that into a, um, like a community center for people. I, I think they might end up doing that, but they'll do that at the expense of not just low cop morale, but we've already seen officers starting to get the process moving to retire early or resign completely oh my so gosh. they may end up getting what a lot of these folks want, which is a bunch uh, fewer cops out on the streets and that, that of course is dangerous.:
2: I fear that, that other I, I fear that groups assembling themselves in other cities across the country are going to look to Seattle and say, hey, now that looks like a pretty fun tactic. do you think that this behavior will spread?
1: A hundred percent. And that's what I've been saying on Fox as of last week. That was my singular issue. If there's some folks in LA or New York or Salt Lake City who say, hey, look, we've, we've had to deal with some of the, the nonsense, but for the most part, we've, got to, we've certainly gotten to escape this kind of stuff. Well, this is the kind of thing that gains momentum. And other activists who like this idea, especially in the anarchist groups and the Antifa groups, they're going to try to start this on their own they started to do it in nashville they tried to do it in portland those plans fizzled but they're very clearly we're starting to very clearly see people taking the steps yeah. to enact similar situations in their own neighborhood so for anyone who thinks this is just going to stay in seattle i, I, I think you are sorely mistaken
2: well, my fingers are crossed it doesn't sneak down here into salt lake city uh jason thanks so much for your time stay safe uh you, you plan Thank on you. heading back out there at all
1: um, I will be on Tucker Carlson later today, f- live from the scene. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, wow. What, what time? Uh, it'll be in the five, 6 o'clock hour of your time.
2: All right. We'll tune in. Jason Rantz, thank you so much. Host of the Jason Rantz Show in Seattle on AM 770 KTTH. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. All righty. Hey, uh, before we go to break, I want to share uh, some breaking news. Uh, just shared with me on the front regarding uh, the coronavirus here. In the state of Utah. Unfortunately, the State Department of Health is reporting four new deaths this afternoon. Three were hospitalized. One was a resident of a long term care facility. There are also 295 new cases and 13 new hospitalizations. We'll walk through those numbers in greater detail next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.